You're listening to Megiddo Radio. Megiddo Radio is a radio ministry of Megiddo Media. For more, visit our website at megiddoradio.com. That's megiddoradio.com. Welcome, this is everybody. This is Paul Flynn with Megiddo Radio for Tuesday, the 2nd of November 2021. Apologies, we're about 15 minutes late. There was a few uh, glitches on the live feed, which goes to sermon audio. So uh, hopefully that this is going ahead um, right before. I think this is an audio only feed for the live stream. And... Little things, I, I change the settings. Hopefully that I will change. Uh, it, it just, what the software I'm using just kept going red and let's say zero kilobytes is going up per second. So that didn't look too good. So probably wouldn't have gone live. Apologies, a little bit later than I would have liked. Uh, on tonight's program, we're going to be covering the issue of, um, I don't know what you classify it under this, Climate of Fear, you can maybe dub this title of this program, or Today's Climate Crisis Cult. And I'm sure you know what I'm, I'm, I'm referring to if you've turned on the news for any length of time. There's so much going on with regards to people, people kind of... Uh, what's the word capitalizing on the terror of people and and this is happening for political reasons and other reasons ideological reasons as well um and i don't think it's the whole overreaction to covid over the last 19 months plus this are entirely unrelated. They're very much related. And there will be some talk about this because the ramped up hysteria is just being used for that. And it shows a world that isn't looking to God. It shows a world that is very much moved away from the Creator, acknowledging and worshipping the Creator, and is very much bowing down to the creation. Now, anybody who's listened to the program before, realize we, we start off with a section of scripture. We're going to begin with Romans chapter 1. And we're going to read that before we get into, I've got a number of clips from news and bits and pieces to talk about this and really talk about the, the dangers that this poses even to the Christian church. Um, we've even got an example later on from the PCUSA, but uh, we'll look at that later. Romans chapter 1, we're going to read from verses 18 to 32. And as we talk about this, just brief commentary, this very much, we know, I'm sure many of you listening will know, the big long list at the end of Romans chapter 1. Um, and what it looks like to be given over to a reprobate or a debased mind. And what is at the root of this is a rebellion against the created order. 
I have heard it said, and I don't think it's an inaccurate to say, you know, when, when, when we're looking at Romans chapter 1, some will say that it's not about homosexuality or any of the other sins mentioned there. There's a certain element of truth to that. Here's a manifestation. It, it still shows, of course, that homosexuality um, and other acts of sodomy are sinful and wicked. However, at, at its core, it's those who have exchanged what they should be doing, which is worshiping the God who created all things, for worship of the creation. It's basically idolatry. And that's, this is how we get into idolatry, folks. And it is filled with fear. Because when you worship an idol, it is powerless. The idol is powerless. So when you worship an idol, what will go with the idol is fear. Fear. Absolute terror. So um, things seem to be working better on the live stream. If anybody would like to shoot me an email, let me know how things are going on. We get a radio at gmail.com. That's M-E-G-I-D-D-O radio at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about this, please feel free and I will read them on the air. And, you know, if you would prefer your name not to be mentioned, you can just state that in the email or something like that. Um, so, all right. So we're going to begin Romans chapter one, verses 18 to 32. And before we do so, we'll call on Almighty God to help us as we read this. Father in heaven, we thank you, O Lord, for your mercy for your kindness and your truth. We pray, O Lord, that you would help us, help those listening, help those who will listen to this program later. And we pray, O Lord, that our world, our, the nations of the world would repent away from this idolatry and that they would trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that they would fear you, O Lord, and that they would not fear idols. O Lord, may we trust in you in this dark time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 32, let us hear God's word. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature, rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. 
For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women changed the natural use for that which is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one another. Men with men committing that which is shameful and received in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that they who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And may the Lord bless the reading of his words. And we always try in this program, and I found it's good to start off there. Before we get into all the news, before we look at all these things, start with the word of God. Um, because it, it's so easy to get annoyed, It's and we should be annoyed, but it should be righteous anger, and it should be um, shaped, our thinking, our, our behavior, everything else should be shaped by the word of the living God. Um, so, just double checking, everything seems to be working fine. Yeah, that, that things seem to be going pretty well. I don't know what change I've made on this software, but... It <laughs> it wasn't going well before I made the change. I'm going to have to double check. Hopefully, everything is going well. Again, megidoradio at gmail.com. That's megidoradio at gmail.com. Even if this live stream is a complete disaster, you will have... I'll probably be sticking this on YouTube later on um, as a premiere. Okay, so getting into the various clips. Um, okay, before we get into the clips, uh, I think you probably noticed that there's a... A very much a sense of, well, we've got to follow the science. We must follow the science. And by following, if you don't follow the science, you're crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever. Now, with regards to conspiracy theories, I also have my concern about conspiracy theories. The... The, the conspiracy theory thinking I did a program on last year is the opposite extreme. Neither extreme are good, by the way. What we need is critical thinking. What we need is balanced critical thinking. We need to not go to speculation. Our minds can go there, but we must restrain ourselves and not go there. Um, but on either side, whether it is the climate alarmism, whether it's COVID, we're all going to die-ism, whether it's on the opposite side, this is all concocted and all this kind of stuff. It's usually the same thing at its core, and it's fear. People are terrorized. People are utterly afraid. And we have, once we get into a point like that, we need to really think. We need to be anchored to the truth and we need to make sure that we're not listening and to every single 
thing that the media wants us to think of, make sure that we are not being dragged away from the truth and terrorized and have that hope and that peace robbed away from us. Uh, we got a, an email from a listener, Peter. Uh, totally agree, Paul, about climate change. The world is under delusion. Need to get back to God. God bless. Everything sounds good here. Thank you so much, Peter. Really, really appreciate it. Last minute change. I don't know <laughs> if it's worked out okay. Um, you know, uh, I won't get into the changes, but uh, if, you, if you're curious, email me. Uh, I am not a sound engineer. Hopefully things will will uh, will start going better. So uh, appreciate that email. And if you're if you're listening in and you'd like to email, get a radio at gmail.com, M-E-G-I-D-D-O, radio at gmail.com. Um, so there's a kind of a thing where, well, we have the science, the science is settled, there's no criticism, there's no... And look, things have changed over the last... 18, 19 months, um, the risk level is not nearly as much as it was last year around March, April. I still think we overreacted looking back. I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, um, we overreacted. We should never really have, and if we did close churches or whatever, it shouldn't have been for very long. It should have been, I don't know, two, three weeks maximum. Um, not for months and months on end. That's, that's, should never happen. And um, we've all got to take our share in the blame in that. And I include myself in that, by the way. So we've got to learn from it. We've got to learn where we have... You can go either extreme as well. There should be taking care of people's health. But I, I really do think we, we, we overreacted... And we went too much the other way. And and at the moment now, that fear has lingered. It has stayed around. Political actors are like rubbing their hands together. Aha, everybody's terrified. And now we can get this, th these political ideologies and a lot of them religious as well, hammer them through when people are terrified and people are scared. And when their terror level is at its highest level. And what you're really hearing is, well, the science is settled. If you reject the science, then you're just rejecting the religion of the day, not the religion is fear. You reject fear. Oh, well, you, you are a fear-denying heretic. The weather gods are angry. And this is the way it's being presented. Um, every time there is bad weather anywhere, it is associated with climate change. Anytime there's extreme weather anywhere. And I fail to see how every time there's a storm or forest fire or whatever else, then therefore this is likening to Mother Earth getting annoyed. I, I kid you not. I've got, I've got some clips later on uh, to play in that. Um our first clip that we're going to look at is from a woman by the name of Maisoya Joyce, who works for the IPCC. That's with the United Nations. And there was a recent, um, try to get the name of it, uh, kind of a, a UN talk that there was, an opening ceremony. Um, and this is kind of, okay, this is what, Maisuya Joyce from the IPCC 
a group within the, within the United Nations is saying. And we'll just kind of get this clip up and uh, we'll comment on it. This is... Let me get this clip up here. Hmm, this is not playing for some reason. So output. Let's try that one more time. Secretary General WMO. Uh, and in absentia, Patricia Spinoza, Executive Secretary UNFCCC, distinguished delegates, bureau members of IPCC, and experts. I am honored to address you today on behalf of UNEP at the 54th session of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and the 14th session of the Working Group One. For more than 30 years, IPCC has watched the horizons, warning us of the critical need to prioritize climate action and protect people and planet. While the climate crisis, together with biodiversity loss and pollution, has indeed been underway for decades, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought this triple planetary crisis into sharp focus. The pandemic is a warning from the planet that much worse lies in store. Did you get that? The pandemic is a warning from the planet. The pandemic is a warning from the planet. Um, and there are, there is elements, I don't exactly know exactly what my uses, Joyce's religious views are, but there are, in the, in the quote-unquote scientific community at times, there is a lot of things that passes off as science that is basically Mother Earth worship, especially in the eco ecology sections, in the environmental sections, that is purely Mother Earth worship and that almost treating Mother Earth as this kind of a, a living being. It's going to play that one more time. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought this triple planetary crisis into sharp focus. The pandemic is a warning from the planet that much worse lies in store unless we change our ways. After years... Uh, based on what? Um... <laughs> It, 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 it's astonishing, right? I, I, I just kind of go, and if the church was kind of going, you know, we're, we're going to put our thing and we're, we're not really paying attention to all that, I'd probably say, well, okay, well, there's no real point in dealing with this. Hold the phone. Okay. Um, There was such a thing as, I don't know, the Black Death during the Middle Ages. There was the 1918 Spanish flu. Was that the planet? Give me it. The planet is the is the creation. And it's exactly what Paul is referring to in Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 25, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forevermore. Amen. Their God, their idol, is the planet. Now, this is not to say that we shouldn't have some sense of 
you know, taking care of the environment and things like that. If, if, if somebody wants to suggest, you know, with some of the weather disasters that happened in America, places like New Orleans, and they want to suggest, okay, we're going to set up things that will prevent future hurricanes, you know, high walls, whatever the case may be, work away. That, that, that's wise, whatever. Okay, that's, that's wonderful. Go for it. But there's nothing to do with this. This is a religious fanaticism and alarmism that is leading to extreme behavior and irrational behavior. Coupled with religious fanaticism. It's a warning from the planet, apparently. Promises, but not enough action it is a warning that we must get on top of this crisis that threaten our collective future. As I speak, it is clear that extreme weather is the new normal from Germany to China to Canada. Or if it's extreme, it's not normal. The whole point of it is if it actually stands out. No, what's the new normal? If you, I hate that term, by the way. Stop using it. The new normal is hysteria. The new normal is alarmism. The new normal is... I, I tell you, it's just... We are... We think we live in a world that isn't going to have... Why are there disasters in the world? Why is there... The birth pangs and all this? Because of sin. But... We would rather, rather than recognizing the creator who created everything, we would rather bow down and serve, well what? The creation, rather than the creator. United States, wildfires, floods, extreme heat waves, it is an ever-growing tragic list. And as countries invest... Otherwise known as the weather. Otherwise known as the weather. I think... The, no, I don't think... I know. The only reason that this is being registered such an, a rate and everybody's... Because of the internet, because there's such a variety amount of information. This has never happened before in history. Go read a history book. Things have been far worse. With pandemics... Look, COVID-19, just like take the pandemic, is a milk toast pandemic in comparison with the 1918 Spanish flu. In compared with plagues throughout history. I'm not saying it was a nothing. I'm not saying that we should have done nothing, but we still overreacted. No, go read a history book if you think that. Go read medieval history. This, it, it's utter hysteria. Unprecedented amounts of resources into kickstarting the global economy. As we all call for this recovery to be green, we need the IPCC more than ever. IPCC reports have historically underpinned global climate action and influenced the decisions to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. As we look towards the sixth assessment report, particularly your synthesis report, to help guide us, I am pleased that despite the challenges faced 
by COVID-19, the IPCC is on track to... Con- I'm going to skip ahead here because there's a, another thing that she says around the 26-minute mark in this video, um, in this report. I think this is from last July, if I'm not mistaken. To set our post-pandemic cause is taking place. It is the year of the delayed climate COP. It is the year to agree on a global post-2020 biodiversity framework. And it is the start of the UN decade on ecosystem restoration. 2021 must mark the beginning of the era of action. And it must be the year where science reigns supreme. Where science reigns supreme. Science reigns supreme. And you know what? They will tell you what the science is. Be very, very this is this is so dangerous. Hand over all power to us and we'll take care of you. Uh yeah, that's yeah. And by the way, if you think that there's various forms of idolatry going on here, whether it be with the planet itself or the state. The state becoming God, and there's a danger in the state becoming your ultimate authority as well. Yes, we are to submit to governing authorities, as long as it is in regards with Scripture. There are areas in life in which the government has no business telling us what to do. Now, you got to be careful you don't throw it all authority, legitimate authority, and we, we should pay respect to our governing authorities. But we need to really think, to really think before we mindlessly, without thinking, do everything our quote-unquote social betters will tell us what to do. We have to be critical thinkers. conclude, I congratulate all the contributors to the first working group report and the co-chairs and vice chairs for their leadership. Thanks to the IPCC chair for his support to the co-chairs, WGI Bureau and the authors, and to the IPCC secretariat and technical support unit of the working group one for their excellent collaboration in arranging this virtual session. And my sincere thanks to the WMO for their ongoing. So there you have it. Um, and, th- and this kind of language is coming out more and more. And, and, and if you look at, I mean, you could, I know there's people have done research into this, and I did research on it years ago. There is a massive religious component to much of what the United Nations does. And much of this is religious. And there, there's people have done research on this. But it is at this very, very core uh, rejection of the creator towards the creation. And this is why Christians need to be careful um, with this alarmism and with this with this fear-based culture that we're in. Don't be naive towards what they're trying to do. There is... Again, I'm trying to be careful here because I know that there's extremes on either side. There's the conspiracy theory side, 
one extreme. I needed programs on that last year. And there's the opposite side, which is basically everything the government says is fine and is wonderful. And it's fantastic. Now, the next thing I want to look at is kind of an analogy of what our relationship with... We'll get back to some of the... I'm going to get back to some of the news. I'm going to come back to some of the, the climate change stuff in a while. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not massively into this. This is probably one of those topics I least like to, to study because environmentalism and all that kind of stuff has never really been something I've ever been into or been interested in, but I, I get concerned with... Now, I think there's a healthy interest in our environment. You know, like there's lots and lots of pictures in the Bible illustrations to help us to understand God and things like that. If you look at the book of Job, for example, and it's wonderful to be like that. And I have friends who are like that, and it's wonderful. Um, and I, I, I aspire to be more and more like that. Uh, it's just when it comes to this Mother Earth things and all this kind of stuff, um, yeah, I remember years ago when I used to be in metal bands, this was, this kind of came up once or twice. And, and I also, again, because I have a, I have a degree in biomedical science, I noticed not so much in my own field, but in other fields. And I was always very curious about different things. I noticed this thing kind of coming up of kind of Mother Earth. There was a kind of a, uh, that idea, even in what you could call mainstream science or somewhat mainstream science, what you could call a mainstream science, I'm not too sure. Uh, obviously, there's nothing scientific about it. It's very much religious. The, the next video we're going to play is from a guy named Neil Oliver. Now, Neil Oliver is on GB News. To my knowledge, I don't think he's a Christian. I don't know a ton about him, but I, I really liked some of his commentary and monologues, you could call them, on the pandemic or whatever over the last 18, 19 months and how the government is basically terrorizing everybody. And, and he has a, a very sobering and a very apt illustration to where we're at at the moment that it is basically like an abusive relationship between the state and its people and um, between those who are serving government and there's this kind of thing where people have to be kept afraid and off and this very much this fear this climate of fear has really fed massively into this heightened aware of risk everywhere, whether real or not, whether perceived or not. This has fed into people's anxieties and it is leading to more and more in the degree of paranoia. It, it, and this kind of behavior, it, it is not good for people's health, people's mental health, people's especially spiritual health.
Just going to play this. I'm not going to play all of the clip, but this is probably from about three months ago. But I think it ties in well. He's not speaking about the climate change thing, but it, it very much, I think, speaks to this as well. Abusive relationships are abhorrent, and I do not say what I'm about to say lightly. I know for many, the captivity of lockdown has greatly increased the suffering and the risk. But in my opinion, I say we are in a version of an abusive relationship with our leaders. The trust is gone, and when trust goes, it never really comes back. A vase dropped and smashed might be glued together again, but you'd never put water and flowers in it. A lot of us feel like we're going mad. Lockdown made us isolated and kept us isolated. I say that this was deliberate and crucial to the strategy of them keeping us right where they wanted us. Now, that's his opinion. I'm not exactly sure. He may be right. I don't know. I think it's slightly speculative. I, I really just think that it's men trying to stay in power and they have their own fear and anxieties as well, but we'll continue. We couldn't get together with loved ones to talk all of it through. That's classic abusive behaviour that made us feel more alone and intensified the feeling of being dependent on our government. There was, after all, no one else. Our government told us one thing one day, promised it was the absolute truth and we could count on it 100%. And then the next day, the story changed. And when any of us queried it, we were shouted down for being mad conspiracy theorists. Professor Chris Whitty once told us this disease posed a threat almost exclusively to the very old and the very ill. From what I can make out, that's still the case. Masks were not needed, they said, way back in March 2020, since they, and I quote, reduced the risk almost not at all. They would never be vaccine passports, they said, because those were divisive and an affront to every notion of liberty. The young, the very young especially, had more to fear from missing school than from COVID, they said. Now masks are apparently all compassionate people wear. Vaccine passports, seemingly the only way to go on holiday or get into a gig or into a place of worship. And double jabs for vulnerable children and babies loom larger and larger. And and how do we... I'm not going to play all of it. If you want to listen to it, you can type in Neil Oliver and GB News into the search engine in, in YouTube. But how do we get to this point? We got to this point through fear. We got to the point where people can pretend otherwise, but they're absolutely terrified. They've bought into all the doomsday predictions around them and we are not taking the only infallible doomsday prediction that we have from the word of god by the way for those who don't trust in christ and we're not taking it that seriously at all one of the things that should never have stopped either with regards to um services and stuff like that evangelism because of that doomsday prediction if you want to say that that's an infallible one the difference is the doomsday predictions of these scientists have largely to every single last one i can't think of anything that have even been any way accurate 
yet we listen to them like they're infallible. And it continues to reap havoc and danger. And this climate of fear is in which this climate hysteria has gripped media, gripped the nations, and gripped people. To, uh, what, what's going to have to happen if 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 this if if I'm speaking about you here, and and you are terrorized by this, you're going to have to for a while probably not listen to media for quite some time. I'm I'm not kidding. Maybe just you need a break from it. Um. We're going to look at, next thing I'm going to look at is something that was sent to me a few days ago. And I can't, I can't even believe that this is um, real, but here we are. I'm going to put it up on the screen here for those who are listening to the TV program later. New hymn lyrics support efforts to counter climate change. This is from presbyterianmission.org. This is not a this is not an orthodox body of presbyterians by the way. This is this is the PCUSA. They run this from what I can say it says PCUSA. I'm presuming this is Presbyterian Church USA who are largely I have not seen any decent <laughs> Decent Presbyterian church. So much of the PCUSA is apostate. Um, I, I don't, I try not to throw around that word lightly, but it is largely apostate. But the PCUSA, through this, put out this um, new hymn lyrics support efforts to counter climate change. And you can kind of see where a lot of this political leanings can take people. It can take people away from the truth. It says in on presbyterianmission.org, the climate is changing as a prayer just in front of international climate talks that begin Sunday. I'm going to read all this article here by a Presbyterian News Service. Um, this is written by Mike Ferguson, ahead of Sunday's opening of climate talks to be held in Glasgow Scotland, the Reverend Carlin Winfield Winfrey Gillette has written. That's even hard to read out. Reverend Carlin Winfrey Gillette. Yeah, I'm guessing that's not a guy's name. You know, it sounds like she isn't qualified. But this is probably the the church's. Uh, this is probably the Church of Scotland, sadly, has written, The climate is changing. New lyrics set to a hymn of immortal, invisible, God-only-wise. Anyway, so, according to the hymn writer's husband, the Reverend Bruce Gillette, the hymn's first verse, see below, refers to Sunday lectionary passage from Mark's Gospel, where, where Jesus instructs a scribe to love your neighbor as herself. Just astonishing anyway so let's look at this um quote-unquote hymn now if you've been listening to this program long enough you know that i um i believe that only the psalms should be sung in worship and they should be sung a cappella, which is without 
instrumentation. There's been programs done on that before in the past. If you would like to look them up and get a radio at gmail.com. And there's a there's a show I did with Kenneth Stewart and the late Devil Silversides, uh minister who was who was a minister in, in our congregation in Loch Brickland. And um that show I would point you towards. You can email me at radio at gmail.com if you want more on that. But here is a quote unquote hymn. So the climate is changing. This is from her her hymn. I find it hard to say this. I'm sorry, guys. I just uh the climate is changing. Creation cries out, your people face flood and fire and drought. We see the great heat waves and storms at their worst. We pray for the Lord, for the poor, Lord, for they suffer first. Yeah, there's many things I could say, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'll read on and we'll look at the more idolatrous elements of this hymn. We pray for the animals here in our midst who cannot defend their own right to exist. We pray for the mountains and forests and seas that bear the harsh footprint of our human greed <sighs> we thank you for people who treasure the earth whose faith has long taught them its beauty and worth we thank you as well for children and youth who look at to the future and speak out the truth anyway um I'll read to the end and we'll comment a little bit. We thank you for leaders, courageous and brave, who, who know that the earth is worth fighting to save. Uh, by the way, we can't save the earth. It's Jesus who redeems the earth. <laughs> the new heavens and the new earth. It's Yeah. Um, who care about justice and what they should do. Who listen to science and work hard for you. This is just... Makes you, makes you ill. You love this good earth, it says, and you sent us your son. We love our neighbors. There's work to be done. May we, by your spirit, do all our power to care for your earth in this crucial hour. Yeah, you see, it, it's very easy to say you love your neighbors, but their primary need is to know Christ Jesus. And there will be new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, in which perfect justice dwells. We know that from Second Peter chapter 3. Virtually none of this, if any, is based on Scripture. It says in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. The earth will be renewed. And we look forward to that day when Jesus brings in that new heaven and that new earth. Because it is his. It all belongs to him. 
this climate alarmism is based off of a trusting in idols because they have mouths but they do not speak ears have they but they do not hear noses but they do not smell we know that we look to psalm 115 so that's the pc usa doing what the pcs usa sadly is known to do i'm going to try and look through a few other clips There's other things. A few months ago, Sky News put out this article, COVID is a warning, and this is quoting from the IPCC researcher that um, we looked at earlier, uh, Joyce Mansuya addressed the opening ceremony of the 54th session of, of the IPCC and the 14th session of the Working Group 1. That's from the IPCC. That's that's the video we looked at earlier. Um, and this is um, not in ridicule, but they actually take this seriously. This is in Sky News. Following a spate of deadly forest fires, floods, and famines, IPCC researchers began to finalize the most comprehensive assessment of global warming of its kind since 2013. Notice how it's the greatest ever. It's height. It's uh, And you're going to see the same type of fear-mongering the same type of fear-mongering when it comes to you know that thing that's been around last 18-19 months something that we should have been really should have been going back to normal at the end of last year whenever the vaccines came out whenever the most vulnerable were vaccinated that should have been it that should have been the end of it yeah, there's going to be people get sick, but there's people get sick with seasonal flu. That should be the end of it. Otherwise, when? Where's the line in the sand? The goalposts always get moved. Why? Because they're using this as an opportunity. Now, some people are scared to death in government and everything else. Some of them are scared to lose their power. Some of them are scared by the actual virus itself because they have no hope in Christ. For all sorts of reasons, they are acting out of fear and cowardice and preservation of power. But if somebody lies to you repeatedly, time and time again, keeps shifting the goalposts time and time again, should we continue to listen to them? I hope your answer is no. (laughs) I really hope. I really hope the answer is no, that we should not be listening to this over and over again. Yeah, we should give the benefit of the doubt, but when there's no doubts left... What do we do then? Um, So, yeah, I've looked through most of what I wanted to look at. There's a another manifestation of this almost well, it is religious fanaticism. They believe that there's earn people who really believe in this. This is actually a clip I was going to play at the start of it. This is only from I think it's like from. This might be from today or yesterday. This is from this. This is a video I got from. So I could have gotten other videos, but there's loads of things. There's a group called Insulate Britain, who have been blocking the roads in Eng- around parts of England, and they've gotten to such a point that they've even been gluing themselves to the road at times, blocking the road, blocking 
ambulances blocking all sorts of things. Why? Because the world's going to end, didn't you know? And and the the ends justify the means because of the seriousness. And this is them because they are so ramped up with hysteria and fear. This is happening. We're gonna play this clip. Now, oh, that's too loud. So I'm gonna turn that down there. So this is a video from South Mims in Hertfordshire, and for those of you listening live, they're. The police are taking some people across the road because of, well, they're blocking the road and they're trying to take them off it. Um, Somebody's been lifted, people have been lifted off the road. If you're watching this on Megiddo TV later on, this is a pretty common occurrence if you're not in the UK. I mean, this is more in England. We We haven't experienced this in Northern Ireland or anything like that. Um, uh, Paradise Circus in Birmingham blocking the road there traffic not moving for quite a quite a period of time for those of you not aware Insulate Britain the whole thing is they want people to insulate their homes and they're willing to block the road and they think well this is going to save the planet and one one of the leaders the guy who there's a guy who has appeared on the media quite a bit over here. He hasn't even insulated his own home. So he wants everybody else home to be insulated, but he doesn't believe in it enough to. But apart from that, obviously, hypocrisy, I think there's a lot of people who are actually sincere, but it's, it, you see, there's just, this is plain dangerous, and this is religious fanaticism, and this is where idolatry of this nature will take it. Skip ahead here. Paradise Circus in... I think that's the actual guy who's, um, for those of you watching, that's the guy from... I think it looks like the guy who's normally on the television doing those interviews. It looks like people are glued to the road again, blocking the road, people trying to get to work, etc. and so on. Another person there glued to the ground. Um, it's just really astonishing. And that's where it goes. That This is the climate of fear we have. What's the connection between fear? The, the, the terror that has been whipped up over these issues, whether people believe it or not, whether they're just using the it as an excuse to grab power, whatever the reason, I think we shouldn't really go there because you can't know people's motivations sometimes. Whatever the case is, we know that a certain action is evil and wrong and immoral. But should the church be following in this hysteria? Should the church be uncritically listening to hysteria, following in hysteria, taking their lead from hysteria? Or should the church be different, acting in a way that we have 
a a hope that cannot be shaken, that cannot be taken away from us. We, as Christians, should be the calmest people, not doing nothing like floating along or anything like that, but we should be the calmest people in a sea of uncertainty. And, and we're all built differently, of course. I'm going to caveat this statement with this, but often if we are not, often if we are not, Anchor to the truth is why we are so anxious, is why we're so fearful. And we're, you know, you can get into those periods and you can get into those points in your life where you're not spending as much time as you once did in the Word of God. You're not spending as much time as you once did in prayer. And before you know it, you're addicted to your Twitter feed. You're addicted to whatever news feed, excuse me, that you get. And before you know it, all you can do is read the statistics about people who've gotten COVID or whatever. And you're caught up in that same frenzy. What, What possibly can we do with these things? We are at a point now where most people have been vaccinated. Back to normal. Should be, anyway. Um, Let's think of... Make sure... Yep. Um, Feel free, again, if anybody has just joined us in the last few minutes, we get a radio at gmail.com. M-E-G-I-D-D-O, radio at gmail.com. If you'd like to ask any questions during the program, and you can you can ask, it doesn't have to be during the program, it can be after or whatever the case may be, and I can read out the, the question on, on the program and answer it during the program, or even perhaps during the next program, which will be on Thursday next at 6 p.m. UK and Ireland time. So... We have a, I think that's all the clips I really wanted to play. And I said if I had time at the end, we'd go through Genesis 11 on the the Tower of Babel and a lot of what this, I think, is very, very similar to. Um, we've got a situation now where the, the scientists are viewed as of this new religion, which cannot be questioned, is the, the scientists are the new priests, and the actors who are, you know, often spokesmen for the, the United Nations and all. And, and, and some people, you're like, why are they so popular and all this kind of stuff? Why are they role models? Are they role models <laughs> at all? Are the new preachers? So you have the scientists, actors, famous people. They will, well, they will tell you what to do, what to think. And if you are to follow along with this and you know if you're not if you're not afraid enough you're a bad person be afraid oh you should be constantly scared and then also you know state how you're not going to live in fear um yeah the the, the church no doubt has as much soul searching to do all of us do i don't think any of us have come out in the last 18 19 months well and we should all really look at ourselves one of the reasons i wanted to look at genesis um 11 
Of course, it's not identical, but there's some similarities between the two. When they were of one language, one speech, they came together building this this tower, and they did it out of fear. They they wanted not to be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth, Genesis 11, chapter 4. That was their fear. We're going to do this, we're going to build this, or we'll, we'll be scattered everywhere. That was their fear. Now, what happened was, the Lord comes down, verse 5 in Genesis chapter 11, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they have one language, and this is what they begin to do Not now. Nothing they, they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language, that they may not understand one another. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth. So what they were so afraid of happened and it led them into a course of action against God. And then God comes along and judges them, gives them what they fear the most. And what is, what should we take away from all these things, these biblical examples? We can't just say, well, I fear this, so I'm going to do something to alleviate my fear. We can, we can do all the things, you know, we can do, you know, social distancing and this and that and mass and that for, for forever and ever. People will be afraid. The only way their fear will be conquered is in Christ. The only way they're over, going to overcome it is by looking toward him. Many of us. So I encourage you, dear friends as you listen to this, to encourage one another to overcome this current climate of fear. Where our governing authorities seemingly want us terrified. They want us like that. And what does that say of the people in charge? If if you have... I can only think of certain types of people who enjoy when people are under them are terrified of them. I mean, scared witless, scared witless of certain situation. Bullies. People who take advantage of other people rather than giving them the information and allowing them to make their own decisions. Now, now we can talk about this through a blue in the face. We can talk about what the government should do and all that. But eventually, we as citizens and all that, we've got to kind of go enough's enough. And not continue to follow the fear and the pattern of fear. Now, I also urge you not to, in the opposite extremes cause trouble within the churches because I know when people get annoyed with this kind of thing then it becomes in churches you know one side masks one side anti-masks and all that try to maintain the unity of the spirit the most important thing is the gospel the most important thing is the gospel but you yourself first and foremost don't follow the fear and encourage others also. It's, and we're not all built the same. 
We're all different. We all struggle with different things. There's going to be people, there are people, who will struggle to overcome this and will find it incredibly hard, mentally, spiritually, and otherwise, to leave behind this abuse. And I almost wonder, do people have PTSD almost from the last 18, 19 months over something that has been largely overhyped? Largely. Not entirely, there was a risk there. I pray that this has been somewhat of an encouragement, somewhat of a blessing. Remember, dear brothers, as you go, brothers and sisters, as you go into your churches, the most important thing is this, the gospel and looking unto Christ. It's from Paul Flynn. May God bless you all.